I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. My guest today needs no introduction. It's Julie Donaldson from the Washington football team. Julie, how are you? Great, great. You know, we wish we were still playing football, of course. Um, but I do believe that this team um, accomplished a lot of really great things. And, and we did get to say that we're the top of the division and we did get that postseason game. So there's a lot to celebrate. It does feel like the end of this season left us with more hopes than, say, in 2015 coming off a division win. Outcome similar feels different this time, don't you think? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we even asked some of the players that like Ryan Kerrigan, who won the division in 2012, 2015, and now like, what was the big difference? And he thought that both of those teams in those years went in feeling confident. They went in on winning streaks. This team actually, you know, dropped a few games going into it. Um, but the difference is, is that this is a, you know, new leadership, new guidance under head coach Ron Rivera. And this team has showed a lot of heart, a lot of adjustments and, you know, a lot of grit uh, to go out there and, and to win the game. So I, I do believe that there's a lot of reason to have hope for the direction this franchise is going in. If we were grading that hope, where do you think that you take the most hope from roster or the new structural organization? I know they kind of all bleed into each other, but um what do you think is the is the biggest uh, as far as that hope goes that you talk about? Well, I, I believe there's a lot of reasons to have hope behind Coach Rivera and the staff that he's put together. Um, you know, and then on on the young players that are growing and developing. You know, I think Coach has a pretty good grasp now of who can play and who maybe they'll be moving on from and what positions they need to go out and target in the offseason and fulfill. So, I, you know, they're close. I mean, this team's got a, that good defensive front. We know how strong they are. And they were still learning how to play together. So I, I don't even think we've seen them reach their potential or even really, you know, get as close to being as good and as dominant as they can and will be. Um, but, you know, you, you go out and you solidify whatever we're going to do at quarterback. You bring in a few extra pieces. Uh, I feel like the hope should be pretty, pretty high heading into next year. You brought up the quarterback position, Julian. Of course, that will be what we talk about most of the offseason, I'm sure. You know, it's interesting. I recall an interview that you did with Doc and Al when they were together before you took the VP job and you were not confident that Alex Smith was going to even make the team, as I recall. It was incredible. Do you think he'll be on the team next year? Yeah, I don't, you know, that's going to be up to Alex. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I was out there and, and, you know, I mean, I was told by um, some some doctors that he would, he'd never play again. And I think we all learned um, and watched him accomplish and achieve what nobody thought he could have done. Um, but, and he did it in a way, like even when he got in that first game in the Rams, uh, you know, and you had Aaron Donald jumping on his back and he was sacked five, six times in the game. We're thinking, okay, like he did it. He doesn't have to come back, but he came back and he had a five and one record and he led this team. They're a big reason why they got into the division um, and were in position to win it. Does he come back next year? Look, I, I'm not going to make any predictions on that. I think if he wants a spot here, there'll be some place for him to come in um, play. We saw that he still could. Um, we also saw that, you know, when he was injured, it took longer to be able to overcome that injury. 
to the point where he couldn't play in the playoff game. But I'm I'm not going to bet against him anymore. Lesson learned. If he wants to go, he'll go. <laughs> it would to that point. It was really cool to hear the audio after the game with him and Tom Brady. That I think guys like Alex Smith and Coach Rivera, and really young guys like Chase Young, who the league is in love with, have really made this team easy to root for. Yeah, I, I mean, you you do get around rally around some of those young guys. You know, I mean, look. It, you'd have to be a fool to not be encouraged and inspired by what Alex Smith has overcome and that he was out there. And that was a big motivating factor of every player. So you think you have a bad day, you're sore, you hurt and you watch Alex Smith out there doing it. It's like, okay, all excuses are gone. Um, but you do have a lot of young guys that are offering, um, you know, performances on the field, but even off like Chase Young, the reason he garnered the respect of his teammates is not just because he went out there and he could make plays, but it's because he, how he handed himself off of the field, um, away from the game, how he approached practice meetings, his teammates, you know, and, and that's a leader, a natural leader that everybody followed. And you saw even, you know, John Allen was considered much a leader and he's like, okay, we'll follow Chase too. You know, so you have these, these young men on this team, um, that are setting examples and setting standards. Terry McLaurin, this is how you approach the game. This is how you handle and carry yourself. And if you don't carry yourself this way, then you know what? Coach isn't afraid to, to make those decisions um, to move on because that's what they want and that's what they expect. And you have the young guys that are really running that, that room, um, setting that standard. And I think that that's a sign of a lot of good things to come. Uh, I noticed in, I think it was the Eagles game, when John Allen handed the ball to coach, it was because uh, Dan Snyder wasn't in the locker room. Was that a COVID thing? I, I was surprised uh, with that. And I never heard anything more about why he wasn't know. in the locker room. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't uh -huh. even go into that. I mean, I know, um, you know, Dan was being tested regularly as well, but you know, with COVID there have been so many protocols left and right of what we can and can't do, but it paid off because the season got played and, you know, Washington was the only had like two, positive tests and they weren't that's even right. active players. Um, they weren't guys that were on the roster and that's a testament to how serious this team took the protocols. So um, everything that we did, we were making sure that we carried that out. So the game could be played. That's a great point, Julie. That, that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. That, that wasn't, that was because men in that locker room decided to treat the whole thing seriously. And the message from the coach early on that said, if you don't take it seriously, we won't make it to the end. And, and I really think they deserve a whole lot of credit for that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and especially, too, because this team with Coach being diagnosed with cancer, they went through even extra precautions to make sure it's like, don't put your coach at further risk. You know, his immune system is shot. He's vulnerable. Um, don't be that guy. Um, don't be that one. And uh, it was nice to see that the guys took it serious. And their, sac their families had to sacrifice a lot for that. You know, I mean, this is challenging for all of us. It really is. Um, but their families took it very serious and they locked down and they made sure that they were all safe. Julie, year one in the books for you in the broadcast booth for the, the games. I'm curious how it went. Better than I thought or imagined. Of course, I didn't know what to expect of it um, because it is a territory uh, I'd never been in before. Um, it's, you know, anytime you're starting something you knew, you don't entirely know what to expect. And, you know, I, I hired two guys and Bram Weinstein and D'Angelo Hall that hadn't done this kind of a role before either. So all three of us were rookies. Uh, and it was kind of fun to kind of grow together in that. But I, I believe we kind of found our voices. We had a lot of fun. We made mistakes. We learned from them. And we're only going to continue to get better next year. 
but for, for us coming together in the circumstances that we were, not much time. I think it was like a, just only a couple of weeks before the season started, uh, not being able to travel with the team, having to call games off the television at FedEx field. You know, I feel that things went pretty well. Um, so we, we've set a standard and expectation for ourselves. So it's only going to get better, but, uh, and man, there were some great moments to call as well. I remember talking to Bram right before the season started. And he said, well, Julie and I can talk about anything at nauseum. That's what we do wherever, but it will be finding a groove mm -hmm. and and rolling with it uh, to your point, I think that you did. I'm curious how that weekly schedule went. How much tape did you guys watch together uh, getting ready for those games? And what did the big sheets uh, with players' names and, and the such look like? Well, before the season began, um, we met two, three times a week. Um, and, and went over games for a couple hours or more, broke them down, what works, what doesn't, how do we signal each other when we want to get in? Because that's the biggest thing when you have a three-man booth is making sure everybody gets their voice heard when they want and when it's pertinent to the game, when it's relevant for D'Angelo to break it down, when it's relevant for me to bring in something from the coaches that I knew that they were going to play or something that a player said that gets in there. Um, but, you know, throughout the week, you know, it, we're also limited. Like, because of COVID, we can only go to practice one day a week. Um, you know, so we were, we were restrained for a lot of things. Um, it was just kind of us having to really work together, uh, on chemistry and just genuinely liking each other, but those big boards, yeah, that, that was also kind of new to me as well. You know, as a reporter, I can't carry around something that big, you know, you just kind of type in notes in your little iPad or such. And now I'm trying to think like, wait, you know, we had one day where we, um, they were forgotten. And so D'Angelo's like, I can't do this without them. So he went and managed to get, um, ones printed off. So they definitely are an assist, but there's a lot of little nuance that I learned and probably still need to learn now that I will have the off season to kind of maybe call up my counterparts in different areas and say, what are some of the tricks of the trade that could only help me um, improve and get better in this role? There was no sideline reporter this year. Doc usually uh, held that down. That was because of COVID protocols or just the direction that the booth took? Because uh, I, know, I know Doc still has the, the legacy show, so it's not like he got a a boot out of things. It just yeah. did not use a sideline reporter this year. Yeah, I, I did hire him for the legacy show. Um, and that yeah. was important to me because um, he's he's a cherished member of our, you know, of this franchise and of our, you know, community. And I didn't want to lose any of that. Um, you know, a decision was made before I was here on the change of the booth. Um, and that avoided, involved Doc and Chris Cooley. So I wasn't a part of those decisions. Um, but we also could not have a sideline reporter um, because of COVID. So that role went away um, uh, within within these restraints. So I guess it's it's both to your answer. <laughs> and so would you uh, assume that uh, or expect that if people are allowed back in the stands that there will be a sideline reporter? Not not who, but just will there be? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, with a three person booth, I think we you know we we kind of cover a lot of it. So I'm right. not sure how much of a need we may find for that. Um, and, you know, we get a lot of that is kind of what they're seeing on the sidelines. Um, and, and that's kind of something that I keep my eye on. And we have somebody feeding us all the injuries and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, this is the time where we sit back and, you know, once we we get our, catch our breath, which we haven't yet, uh, once we do that, we'll probably evaluate what worked, what didn't, what we need to tweak and, and how we can get better. Because we want to just make sure that the fans at home are getting the best broadcast and making sure that they're giving um, every play, every entertainment, every high, every low of the game so that you walk away knowing exactly where your team stands. Obviously guys like Bram Weinstein and D'Angelo Hall don't have to 
submit tapes. Their work's out there. You can see it. I am curious to know kind of what went into the interview process. I know the, the list got narrowed down some. I think Grant Paulson had said he was on the short list of those. I'm, I'm curious what went into that final decision, or if not the final decision, just like I said, how, how did the interview process go when, with names and, and people that already have work out there? Yeah, well, I mean, I had, once people realized, you know, what was going on here, I probably, I had hundreds of submissions um, and agents calling left and right and, and not much time to go through everything. But I went through, trust me, I, I was did my due diligence. I went through and listened to, um, at, you know, dozens upon dozens of, of tapes, of plays, of callings. And I also, you know, like I had a certain familiarity with Bram. I had worked with him before. Uh, I had a familiarity with D'Angelo. I worked with him before, you know? Um, so when it kind of just came to really getting it down saying who can do this. And I know that Bram hadn't done it at that level before and D'Angelo hadn't done it in that role before. Um, but part of me said, you know, are these people who that they, it's part of their dream, part of something that they really want. And I know they're gonna work their asses off for it. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I put together a really good group. Uh, I think so. You could tell that the chemistry was building as the season went along, which is to be expected. I'm curious, Julie, with more and more video being all the rage, and, and I know you guys have got a bunch of YouTube channel shows now, have you thought about putting cameras in the booth for the radio call? We did. And then the league came and told us no, because if you okay, could see okay. D'Angelo, oh my goodness, he gets so animated. It is so much fun to watch him. Um, part of me wants to sit there while he's calling it and have my phone up and like try to record him on the side just so you can see how how excited he gets. Um, we're going to talk with the league though, because you know we, we feel that that's something that the fans would love to be able to have as well. Um, so we did try that and we got away with it for maybe three, four, maybe five games. I'm not entirely sure, but for the league said, nah, you can't do that yet. So we'll see. We'll, we'll keep pushing for that. That's interesting. Is that because they want to be able to see it before it goes out? I'm, I'm curious. No, I would have just, thought that was on a team. It to just team goes basis. with, it just goes with who has the rights for the game. Um, and so um, the radio has the rights for the game and they, they didn't want you to taking away from, from that deal that's in place. Sure. The, uh, the team is now going through a GM search. I think people are surprised that Kyle Smith just didn't immediately get in a bump. Um, curious just on a broad, your broad thoughts there, not as to who's hiring, but maybe uh, how, what, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I stumbled on that question. I know, but I'm just, I was kind of shocked that, um, the news that Kyle Smith wasn't just going to get elevated. Well, I mean, that's a decision that coach is going to make. Um, he wanted to take his time to make the general manager decision. And I know he's worked closely with um, Kyle on many things, including last year's draft and free agency. Um, but, you know, I'm not, can't say I'm a part of those decisions and what goes into factoring them there. But I'll say this though, whatever, you know, Kyle's got a great future. Um, you know, he's, he's been with this team and this team only he's bright. He's a good valuator of talent. Um, he's young. And so, you know, look here or wherever else, uh, he's got a, he's got a lot of good work ahead of him. I saw that Ryan Kerrigan spent, uh, uh extra time down on the field. Uh, what will his legacy be as a red, as a Redskins slash Washington player? If indeed that was his last game. Yeah, he's, he's the epitome of class, of hard work. Um, 
the kind of guy that you want in your locker room that doesn't complain, comes in every day, knows what is expected of him and does it. Uh, you know, he set the example for a lot of guys as well. I mean, you listen to Chase Young and Monta Sweat, they're always saying RK this, RK that, because uh, Ryan was teaching them and coaching them on how do you have that sustainability? How do you have so many starts in a row? And he had like, I think like 139 before he finally missed um, a game. Like that's unheard of. And it's because of the way he approaches it. So uh, plus he's beloved by the community. Um, he's Mr. Nice Guy. You know, uh, we don't know what the future holds. It's too early to say he won't be back. Um, but at the same time, I think we all understand that's that could be very likely. Uh, his playing time just wasn't the same as coach really wanted to develop the younger guys. And to do that, that meant that he had to take in a rotational position and rotational role. So um, we'll see, but he's always going to be loved. Care to tell us whether Brandon Sheriff will be back next year? You know, I asked coach that and he gave a chuckle and a laugh and said, yep, he's one heck of a player. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows, but there's this, that the front office hasn't taken time off yet either. Nobody has. Um, so it's, you know, the season ended, but uh, the second season just began. And I don't even think we've, we honestly, we haven't had a day off yet. So uh, everybody's fast at work on it. What will be the plan on let you run? I appreciate your time so much. What What's the plan for the, the YouTube channel shows in the off season? How will that work? We're going to still continue. We created a lot of programming um, that will continue. Some will just change. They won't be as frequent. So we'll still have the life and the fit and the game. Um, you know, so those, the beat, the last episode of the beat still coming out. So we'll, we'll continue them on. We'll put them around free agency. We'll build them around um, interest in the guys in the off season, their workouts, um, their livelihoods. Um, and we've got a couple other things in the mix that we're working on as well. So promise you this, we've given you unprecedented content this season. It's not going to stop. It'll still be coming. The cadence may be just a little bit different because, um, you know, our crew, we've been working around the clock and we also have to make sure we give the players a little bit of a fair break as well. And just to tell you, too, that uh, burgundy you suit you wore there at the last game was awesome. Thank you. I, I do notice that a lot. My, my wardrobe has definitely the, the section that's burgundy colors because I color coordinate my wardrobe has grown significantly. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. Julie Good Donaldson, guys. thank you so much for your time today. Of course. All right. Hold on just one second. Let me hit this.